Ladies and gentlemen, your next comedian goes by the name of Lucas McCrary. Here we go. Your first bucket pull of the night. Anything can happen. We've had uh, legitimate homeless people. We've had, uh, we've had everything on this show. We've pulled everything out of the bucket. Oh, here he is. It's Lucas McCrary, everyone. Here he is. Uh, hello, everyone. So uh, a little bit about myself. Uh, it's why we all came out here tonight. So I am, uh, I'm non-binary, right? So I use, uh, I use they, them pronouns. And I have to remind my dad about this a lot because it's still a pretty new thing. So I'm like, hey, dad, you know, if you don't mind, I use they, them pronouns. But it doesn't matter how many times I remind him because he keeps calling me faggot. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's actually on my birth certificate. Faggot McCrary. That's my name. Uh, better than my sister named Disappointment or my brother uh, named Elliot. You know, fucking garbage name, garbage person. Uh, so what's it mean? What's it mean to be non-binary, right? So gender is a spectrum. So you got man, woman, everything in between. So some days I feel like I am oh, a woman and other days I'm funny. So still trying to <laughs> figure it out. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'll leave it at that. Wow. Dude, good. that was really good. Lucas McCrary. That was very funny. Very funny. Thanks, Joe. If you're a longtime listener of this podcast, then you know that here at Chillinois, we're all about empowering artists. In the past, we've had musicians, producers, and my very favorite, stand-up comedians. If you're a big fan of com- comedy, definitely go back and check out our episodes with comedians like Jesse Tuttle from Champaign-Urbana Comedy, Kyle Fields from Kyle Fields Comedy, as seen on Kill Tony, Dan Castle from Dan Castle Comedy, or Tommy Chong from the Notorious Duet, Cheech and Chong, I guess I'm calling him a duet. <laughs> um, I'm very excited for our next guest comedian, Lucas. Lucas, please introduce yourself to the audience of the Chillinois Podcast. Uh, hello, Chillinois Podcast. I am uh, Lucas McCrary. I am uh, what you would call a stand-up comedian. Um, I am from Tennessee, and I am now living here in uh, Austin, Texas. That's me, baby. <laughs> Austin, Texas. Hell yeah. So uh, before we get into the show, where can our listeners find you and Main Course Comedy on social media? I saw you had that new handle up. So Oh, I did. Yeah, I added that today. Thanks for plugging that. Um, yeah. You can find me on uh, Instagram. It's the easiest way to keep up with me. Uh, L-U-K-A-S-W-M-C. Uh, again, that is L-U-K-A-S-W-M-C. Uh, you can keep up with all the stuff. And then I also have an uh, account for my uh austin comedy showcase that i uh put on here which is at uh main course comedy awesome so folks those handles will be in the podcast description if you just want to copy and paste it into your instagram and give them a follow um i'm sure that would be very appreciated especially with that new main course comedy page so um that would be yeah so i don't why don't we start with uh so i think i was watching kill tony you've been doing this for three years how long stand-up comedy um how long have you been like performing just in general have you done anything before comedy yeah so i was a theater kid growing up in east tennessee uh so i did my first play in fifth grade 
I played, uh, it was a uh, Ugly Duckling musical called Honk. And I played one of the mean brothers that uh, pretty much just called the Ugly Duckling ugly. Um, and I also played smaller role. Like my dad was in it also. He kind of pushed me to do theater. So he played this uh, singing frog. So I played one of the little like tadpoles also. So I've been doing theater since then and been in various plays. I was uh, Tom Sawyer in the Tom Sawyer play. Uh, I played the dentist of um, Little Shop of Horrors in high school. That was a very fun role to do. Um, popularized by uh, Steve Martin. Um, and since graduating high school, I did improv in college. And then it was in college that I first started doing stand-up. Gotcha. I feel like the transition from improv to stand-up is pretty natural. Would you agree? Uh, I, it's, it's very different muscles, but being comfortable on stage is like if you have that then it transfers pretty Mm -hmm. easily but in terms of like joke writing and i had to get over the i was like very self-conscious about telling the same jokes more than once Mm -hmm. because it's something that i had never done with improv before uh so it felt like i was like cheating by telling the same jokes more than once but that's what stand-up is is like perfecting a joke until you get it until you fine-tune it until it's something uh that's not just because improv is just riffing the whole time Mm -hmm. uh so it was very weird stand-up is kind of like pretending you're riffing would you agree with that? right yeah yeah there's there's definitely theater and and stand-up pretending that you're uh it's all in the moment um yeah, because it, 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 when it becomes obvious that you are just going through material, if, it, mm-hmm. if you're very blatant about it or if you're, like, tired that day and you're just like, I just want to get through this, then the audience, like, picks up on it. Sure. Uh, and it doesn't have that kind of, like, authenticity that it would otherwise. Yeah, I feel like that's if I were to ever take the leap and do stand-up comedy, that would be the that was the one thought I've had. I've you know gone around with um, comedians. I'm very familiar with the scene here in Illinois, and uh, one of the things that has always been interesting me to me is to travel around with the same person and see them do the same jokes, but they just deliver it like it's like I, I'm just coming up with this now, you know. And there's an art to right. that, right? So, yeah. Um. So. When you so you said you started improv when you got out of high school, is that yeah yeah? So I did some improv in high school, but that improv was very weird because it was like this competitive improv that we'd go around at different high schools, and there's like three rounds, and the first round was comedic, and the second round was dramatic improv, which is uh. If you've never seen dramatic improv, uh, you're very lucky because uh, it is not fun to do and not fun to watch. Um, it's very strange. It's, so is it is it kind of is it like a, like a soap opera except you're improving it? Like there's no comedy yes. to it? 
Yeah, and like there shouldn't be comedy to it. It's it. Yeah, it's a soap opera. It's <laughs> like, but all of the, um, all of the stuff to like set you all. Uh, like you'd get a little paper with like a little uh, like topic or whatever, and all of them were always like uh, your mom just got cancer or your child has died or you're going through a divorce and she also has cancer it was always cancer was involved and (laughs) so what kind of people come out to see these shows (laughs) it was uh it was uh parents of students and uh faculty and bus drivers pretty much anyone they could find to come sit in the room wow okay um, so, so dramatic improv, uh, comedic improv, I take it comedic improv was your favorite. It sounds like it. Um, yeah, but I wasn't very good at it in high school. Uh, it wasn't until I, I didn't do much of it also. So it wasn't until college where I, I became a lot more comfortable with it. Gotcha. What'd you, uh, what'd you go to college for? Uh, I studied advertising Nice. at the university yeah. of Tennessee in Knoxville, baby. Oh hell yeah! I uh I saw Louis C.K. Uh, right before the pandemic started live in Knoxville. Oh really? Actually, uh, oh yeah. Okay, I had some friends that went to go see that. Yeah, I think I almost got arrested there because I forgot that weed is illegal in Knoxville. So right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. All of Tennessee is still very illegal. So you yeah. got caught with weed. Uh, I was smoking a joint, and a, a officer approached me. Uh, I was in the parking lot across from the venue, and he was like, "Hey, you can't smoke that here." And I was like, "Where can I smoke it?" And he was like, "No, no, you, you can't smoke that here." He's like, "You need to put that out." And I was just like, "Oh, right." I got so high that I forgot that I was in a fucking state that <laughs> it was illegal. So, well, thank God you're white. Yeah, right. All right, fucking white privilege to the max, right there. Yeah. Um. So, so okay, uh, studying at uh, University of Knoxville, doing some improv. Was that you? That's yeah. when you really got yeah, into it. Yeah, it was a it was a team that was on, or it was all students that were on the team. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and then I then met stand ups like through doing improv and stuff. So then. Uh, I was like, I want to try out stand up. So I, I, my first time doing it isn't like everyone else's experience. I, I did it in a room with, like, because I'd known these comics, I'd perform with them through doing improv and stuff. So I was very comfortable around them. So it's a very comfortable, uh, first time for mm-hmm. me. I know other people have not had that privilege of, like, not even knowing anyone in the audience. So. Yeah, straight up. Um, so what what was it like? You were just talking to uh, stand-up comedians that were your friends, and you're like, I think I want to try this. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, and I did the very uh, newbie thing, which I cringe at myself now, but I was like invited my friends to come out and see me for the yeah. first time, uh, which now I like look back, and I was like, oh, that's so dorky. Uh, but you know, Dude, I think that takes some supportive. courage. I think that takes some courage, Lucas, because I the la- like if when I I've thought very of brave, right? <laughs> yeah, I was like when I thought about doing stand up comedy because again, I'm friends with uh, the folks that run like the local scene and stuff, and I was just like like one of the things they were gonna do is they were gonna tag me in Facebook, and I was like, please don't tag me in Facebook. I don't want people that I know knowing that I did this, you know? Right. 
So yeah, that's that's brave, man. Um, well, I, you know, I'm a I'm a narcissist, and I like all the attention. So hey, you as found much the right as I scene. can get, right? Found the right scene. So um, you started doing stand up, and uh, your first time was was a little bit different than other people's. Um, but it, do you think that's what ended up? Like, do you think that was a good thing? Like a positive experience that incurred? Like, do you think if you bombed, how about that? If you just fucking ate your ass, do you think right. you would have kept at it? Um, I think it was a good and bad thing. I think if I looked, if I had, I wish I had that recording of me doing it the first time. If I look yeah. back at it, I know, I know it's a bomb because it's the first time. Sure. Of course it's got bomb. So, but like in the moment I was like, I'm killing it up here. I'm oh, destroying. Yeah. But I, I, I'm, I'm sure if I listen to it, there are probably like two or three chuckles at best. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So it, it was nice doing, not feeling like I bombed because I was like, this is a really good feeling. I want to do this more. So that was like the good aspect of it. The bad aspect of it. Well, I think any comic kind of realizes this is like, realizing where the bar is of how good you can perform and like what actually like killing or doing well is like and then realizing that you suck and you're gonna suck for a long long time uh and even people that have done it for a long long time they still suck sometimes uh yeah and that's uh it's really important i think to to realize or to be realistic with yourself or having that skill set of knowing when a set went well or when it sucked Mm -hmm. and like you say the the ability to know that Sometimes it's just not your night. I mean, I watched, uh, I commented on your social media earlier. I've always wanted to see the big red machine live. The other night, though, we watched a performance of his where he completely bombed. You know, you never see that with William Montgomery. He completely, oh, completely really? bombed. It was a silent crowd. Um, but he, you know, he knew how to take care of it and he didn't. Was really, this in person or was it recorded? It was uh, old Kill Tony. It oh, I got Kill you. Tony. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, but I the re- I don't bring that up to throw William Montgomery under the bus or no, start a hack. Few- You're right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Geez, starting a starting a beef here here on the Chillinoy <laughs> podcast. Um, but I brought that up because what my girlfriend said is, see, even even people like you know William Montgomery bomb every once in a while, and I was like, fuck yeah, that's that's a good point. Yeah. You know. Yeah. When did you start to feel like you had your legs under you? Oh. Or did that? Uh, I, I think that's in the future. Um, still don't feel that way? <laughs> no, I still feel like I'm like treading water with splashing all over me. Um, but I, I, uh, a little little more in this last last month or so. Kill Tony helped a lot um, in turn, like, and, and then that got me booked on the Vulcan spot. And then I um, had been doing that that spot consistently every week. So those spots got me a lot more comfortable with doing longer time. Um, because the, the open mics here, they're like three to four minutes, sometimes five minutes. 
So anytime I did a set longer than that, it, I like felt that amount of time. I was like, oh my God, this is a forever amount of time, anything mm-hmm. above six minutes. So being able to do those spots consistently has made me a lot more comfortable. And then from that, I got more eyes on me. So I was have been able to get booked more on other independent shows here. That's um, awesome. So a little bit, yes, getting my le- legs underneath me from Kill Tony. Yeah. Well, I want to return to Kill Tony here in a second, but before we get to that, um, what do you do like in Austin? How? What was the move like? Um, like what do I do for my day job? Or yeah, my bad. I th- I threw a couple of questions. That was at two you. questions um, in one. Yeah, yeah, my bad. Um, yeah, what do you do for your uh, day job? And I guess just fucking around. What do you do in Austin? <laughs> uh, my day job is very boring. I just do. I work in marketing. Um, okay. so I do graphic design and research stuff. It's with this company that's still based in Knoxville. So I, uh, work remote and am able to pretty much choose my own hours. So it's very, very convenient and works well with doing comedy. Um, what I do in Austin for fun, I, uh, Got the parks here spots. Yeah, the food here is incredible. There's there's a very good barbecue, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a place called CM Smokehouse, which oh, yeah. has fucking this, Yoni, dude. Right, exactly. Yeah, he put me on it. Um, they have this uh, crunch wrap thing. It has mm-hmm. like pulled pork in it. It's incredible. Like puts you in a coma. Uh, there's also this uh, Italian food truck in East Austin that. that it's only open on like for very specific hours, so it's only been open a couple times. So I tried to go, but it's incredible. It's What's amazing. the food truck called? I got my pin out because I go to Austin sometimes. I, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, oh darn, no problem. I'll, no problem. Uh, I'll have to find it. Uh, you get later. back to me on that. I, you I know, I'm, you know, I'm persistent. I'll I'll get that fucking food truck name out of you. So because I, um, <laughs> uh, I I know exactly where it's at. I just don't know what it is called gotcha well uh you started to say that there were some cu- cool parks here and then i threw another question at you is oh yeah yeah there's uh like um there's this area called barton springs which uh is this pool that was built around the creek mm-hmm. um so there's like the a gated area that you pay for to get in um and there's like all these uh topless women just like sunbathing in there uh which is pretty cool you know yeah. uh, and then there's an area like right next to it like they share the fence but it's the free area where like all the degenerates hang out and blast edm music and do drugs uh it's it's really fun i think i like that side a little more hell yeah hell yeah the degenerate side Degenerate um, side. That sounds like a fun group to be with. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, I want to get back. To, like I say, I got written down um, drugs, kill Tony. But before we get to those two fun topics, degenerates. That made me think of drugs. Um, what? Why did you move to Austin? Uh, I was living in Salt Lake City 
right before this. Um, I moved from Tennessee to Salt Lake City because so uh, my sister lives there in Utah. Um, and I was staying with her during COVID. Mm-hmm. So I was there about five months. And I, uh, I had it with the cold. Um, and also... Those goddamn Mormons. Exactly. I'm those, joking. <laughs> those goddamn Mormons are just too much. Uh, everyone there is uh, either Mormon or ex-Mormon. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is a really fun energy. Uh, so I was tired of the cold and also uh, like a, a breakup like just happened. I was dating a girl there in Salt Lake. Uh, so a breakup like just happened. I was like, all right, well, if it, there's any time to uh, pack up everything, it's about mm-hmm. now. So, and also I wanted to, I knew I wanted to go to a place where I could do comedy because I was, uh, going a bit crazy, not being able to do it during COVID. Uh, yeah. And I knew things were going on here. And yeah, I, I drove through from from Salt Lake City to here, which is about 19 hours. I did a day in Albuquerque and saw all the Breaking Bad shit. Yeah. And... Yeah, got here and it was warm and I could wear shorts. This was in January. It was incredible. Fuck yeah, I love I love Austin. Been there. Uh, shit, I think actually only once. I was I, no maybe twice. It's a it's a interesting city. I went and saw the MotoGP there. It's uh it's the only place in America where you can see that crotch rocket racing. Austin, Texas. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. The, all the other ones are in other countries and such. So. Um, yeah, so that's a cool story. I figured that that had something to do with you wanting to get back on stage and, and perform. Yeah. So that, that's really cool. Um, we'll get back to getting on stage and performing, but really quick, you brought up the de- degenerate crowd. This is the Chillinois podcast. We started out as a cannabis focused, uh, podcast. Um, but we've since said, fuck it. Let's do all drugs. What's your favorite drug, Lucas? Uh, well, I'll start by saying I don't I don't smoke weed because it uh, makes me uh, makes me very paranoid and anxious and uh, self reflective, uh, <laughs> which <laughs> I don't like. I don't like being yeah. I'm self reflective enough, uh, so uh, I don't smoke weed. I've given it the old college try. I think um, I like you know basics alcohol and cigarettes are my go-tos mm-hmm. um and then i did uh i did uh cocaine for the first time here in austin because it's everywhere here yeah. and i do molly every now and then i think the last time i did it was during covid yeah nice molly's uh, a molly's a fun drug yeah, I mean, you can't really, like, the whole point is, like, it's just happiness. Uh, it's just, ha- you can't really have a bad time on it, you know? Yeah. So I think it's impossible, so. I've got this picture of the first time I did Molly, and I've got the biggest smile I think I've ever had on my face. Yeah. So I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's like, so, and then whenever you start coming down, you're like, oh, geez, I... I just want that feeling again. I just want to be up again. Yeah. Well, I don't smoke weed anymore either. 
I yeah. don't smoke any less though. <laughs> Sorry, that's I had a stupid joke. I had to I had to do it. Um so how how did uh Kill Tony change things for you? I have to imagine that it did. Yes. Uh yeah, I mean just in general I think it made me in the eyes of the Austin scene make me seem more legitimate. Mm-hmm. Um and has gotten me I've I've been booked a lot more since then. Um I got uh from my Vulcans one of my Vulcan sets I got a killer clip now. So that's gonna help me out a lot. Yeah. Um and folks, and... really quick, I just want to plug, you've got a YouTube channel. If you look up Lucas McCreary, you can see uh, the sets you're talking about. So uh, Yeah, I, uh, I, uh, it, it's funny that you mention it because I, like, I, I made that channel originally just to like have the clip to like send out to people whenever I need. I never meant it to be like a promotional thing. Um, and then I looked at it the other day and it had like, close to 3,000 views on one, the Vulcan set, uh, which is very funny because I, I, I only meant it as, like a th- as just a tool mm-hmm. rather than people actually being able to see this thing. Yeah. But, yeah, folks, if uh, you want to see another set, I believe you do have a couple on there, so, so check it out. Um, I'm going to co- go ahead and spell out your name real quick. It's L-U-K-A-S-M-C-C-R-A-R-Y. You can find that's him it. on uh, YouTube. So, hell yeah, that that's really cool. I mean, I've seen you uh, performing with some big-name comedians. Uh, fuck, I can't think of the dude's name right now, but he fucking he gave you a shout-out on the next, on the, like the week after. Oh, uh, David Tony. Lucas. Well, David Lucas, there's also this dude. Brian that, Holtzman. Brian Holtzman, yes, thank yeah, you. Brian yeah, Brian Holtzman's incredible. I love him uh i've had i've had him and david lucas both on my my the main course show hell yeah hell yeah that that's it's super cool to see uh you just do a minute and then all of a sudden you're connected with a bunch of these like crazy established comedians it's cool to see them that's what i love about comedy too is that i mean willing to sit down and hear you out give you a chance come on my show you know type of thing so yeah Super awesome. Um, so in the show, you mentioned, and we'll we'll start to wrap up because I know we're about at the top of our time. Um, you mentioned that uh, I think you mentioned you're a minimalist, or you, you kind of live minimally. Can you expound upon that? Um, well, that? it's kind of just kind of because I've had to for the last year because I um, the last year and a half, pretty much since COVID started, I haven't uh like signed a lease anywhere i've just been kind of like living month by month in these places so everything that i own has had to fit into my car because i've Mm -hmm. been having to transport it so uh just from that i've uh like I, i still have a bunch of stuff but it's back home in uh in tennessee yeah so it's uh like I just moved into a place. I've been here for two weeks now. This is the third place I've lived here in Austin, uh, and it's it's nice not having much because it's very easy to 
pack it up and and leave. Um, so, but I, I think at this place I'm going to stay a little longer because I, I just bought three plants yesterday, so I'm a little bit more committed to this room. Yeah, what kind of plants? Uh, one's an aloe vera, one's a pep peperomia, one's a corn called like a corn plant or something but it's not corn it's that's as good as a description <laughs> yeah. as i can give you all they're all green man. and very minimal upkeep good deal good deal well, that's awesome um i'm trying to oh yeah uh tell us about uh just to I figure this is a good note to close on i feel like it's something you're working towards working on i notice it's like you got a picture uh, periodically, you got a foot on your you put your foot on the sink, and you got this poster. Seems like the main course is something you've really been building. Can you tell us a bit about what main course comedy is and what you want it to be? How it's all that stuff. Yeah, so I uh, we've done three shows now, and the more that I do it, the more that I'm closer to this to the idea of what I want it to be. Um, I want it to be a place where uh, more alty comedy, more experimental stuff is free to happen. Because we have a, uh, it's in this small theater, the Santa Cruz Theater, and it's dark as hell in there, which is incredible. And the stage is huge. So we put a band back there that plays all the comics on and off. Um, and I, I've noticed that the comedians that I've had on there that are not like so down the middle or they do very well there. Like, um, like Jeffrey Burner, he is a LA guy and very strange, very funny. He killed at the show. Um, and like he started the first three minutes were him putting up his phone to the microphone and singing along to a Beastie Boys song. <laughs> that's a incredible. hard that's a hard bit to pull off. Yeah, it was incredible. Um, so I, I want it to be I want it to be that where people are comics feel like comfortable uh, just letting loose and doing more experimental stuff, more weird stuff. Um, I think for this next show, because I, I have someone else host it so that I can do a spot on it because I'm very selfish. And for this next one, I was thinking about doing it with like playing music in my ears so that I can't hear anything and seeing how that would go of trying to do a set while I can't hear what I'm saying and what the yeah. response is. That's crazy. Yeah. I can't even imagine. I'm, yeah, you got to record that one for sure. Yeah, I think so. We're, you know, even if it's a bomb, I think it would still be interesting. The problem is I wouldn't know if it's a bomb or not until I'm listening to it later. Yeah. Yeah. That, um, that is a challenge. I can't even imagine. Yeah. I think it'll be fun. Just think about this, Lucas. Have you ever, like, I don't know, you've been listening to your music and you're, like, fucking singing along, and then maybe you take one earphone out and you hear how you actually sound, or have you seen somebody yeah. else and they're, like, mumbling the words, they're not even fucking... 
yeah, I would be worried about that happening yeah. to me trying to just speak. Yeah, he just, yeah, he just sound like an idiot. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But have you ever listened to a recording of yourself regardless? True. I hate yes, how Unfortunately. I, yeah. I mean, yeah. you have to more than others, so. Mm-hmm, yeah. And, you know, it's so horrible because uh, I, so when I get in my car, so my process is, um, you know, I cut the clip together, make the levels, and then I put it on SoundCloud so I can hear it how other people would hear it. Sometimes, though, I forget, and I get in my car, and my fucking podcast will start up, and I'm like, no, no, no. I'm, like, fucking <laughs> trying to turn it off because I don't want to hear myself. And my yeah. girlfriend's like, I don't – she's like, you need – you sounds like you need therapy. I can hear – uh, I can hear my voice and, uh, you know, it doesn't make me cringe that hard. I'm like, fuck you. I need therapy. I listen. You have to understand when I listen and produce a clip, I have to listen to it like 900 times. So yeah. by the time it's hit the airwaves, I'm like done with everything yeah. that I had to say. Yeah. So, yeah, I, uh, I, I record, uh, my sets and having to listen back to those is just nails on a chalkboard. Yeah. Yeah. Do you find it makes you better? I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, because it's so uncomfortable. Sure. Uh, anytime I have a good set or a set that I think is good, I uh, I try not to listen to it night of because mm-hmm. I want to keep it in my head that I had a good set. Then when I listen back, I was like, oh god, that's horrible. So you ride the high through the night, and then you're like, yeah. okay, it's time to come back to reality. You have yeah, your coffee, exactly. and you watch the video, and you're like, fuck, exactly cool well um we're at the top of our time i don't want to you know i know you're a busy person so i'm not trying to take uh, any more of your time than i need to i would love to have you back on the show just to have some sort of i mean we talked you know about you and what you did but it'd be cool i like to have the comedians back on the show and then we just talk about fucking whatever so open invitation yeah. i'll reach out to you if you're yeah interested. thank you I would, I would love to be back on thanks for taking the time to uh to meet with me this is uh this has been very fun yeah likewise likewise so folks uh, once again the social media handles are going to be in the description but uh it's lucas wmc on instagram main course comedy on instagram right yeah perfect all right folks definitely give uh this look uh, this comedian a uh you know your support um that's that's what it's all about especially if you're a big fan of comedy do uh follow and support uh this awesome person so lucas with that usually i have uh my guests you know we partake in drugs to close out the show <laughs> well, I, I you seem like a straight co- lace i yeah, just did all my cocaine so shit man man you gotta next time save a bump for the chillinoy podcast all right perfect (laughs) perfect (laughs) hell yeah hell yeah cool man well it's been a pleasure um and uh i'm gonna stop this recording all right perfect all right thank you folks King of the king of the savage, your music original. Former pharmacist, be back a medicinal. Lay down the law and I'm standing on principles. Consequence come with it, make it intentional. All of your visual haunted, ignore me. I grew up on game, but you short any 40. Your triple OG and you about to be 40. Still run up on me, we'll be popping these 40s. We not going forward. I know you can't see the tree for the forest. Let the allure, money and whores take you to a place where Lucas McCrary. That was very funny. Very funny. Thanks, Joe. Hell yeah. Welcome to the really sh- good. Welcome to the show. How long Thanks, have you been on stand up? Uh, I've been doing it about three years now. Three years? All Dude. of it here in Austin, Texas? Uh, no, no, Tennessee. So I've okay. been here about two and a half months. That was good stuff, man. Really clever, really sneaky. 
Thank it you. It was awesome. That was really funny. You doing it all in Nashville? No, Knoxville, Tennessee. Wow. Yeah, What's the baby. scene like out there? Is it just you? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh... It's me and like 20 other active comics. It's very small. Okay. Would you yeah. guys set up your own shows in bars and stuff? Uh, coffee houses, uh, old movie theaters and stuff. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, if you, you could really draw a crowd because there's nothing else going on. Wow. Look at you. How old wow. are you? You look somewhere between like, like you look like someone like a young boy and a you, werewolf Tony? at How the same time. You? This is incredible. No, he might be 40 or he might be eight. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm 24. Like 24 years old. What do you do for work? Uh, I, I do. I, I make posters and album covers. Okay. Yeah. All right. And you make a living off that? Uh, right now, yeah. I'm, I live very minimally, so it's he sells drugs, right? right? Yeah, yeah, it seems like it. <laughs> do, I'm looking at this guy. I'm like, get in the fucking car. Shut up. Now, do we say <laughs> he or do we say it or what? What is the proper yeah, thing? Yeah, I prefer it. Head. I prefer trash. If you want to spit on me, that'd be. Good <laughs> no, I mean. <laughs> What is it? So is that all? Is that all true though? Do you really identify as non-binary? Can't you just keep the mystery, Tony? I don't know. Let's talk about it. Yeah, yeah, I do. You do. Yeah. So like, what, 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 what exactly does that mean to you? Uh, I, I think for it's different for everyone, but for right. me, it's just like I don't uh, really care about uh, like what uh, gender stereotypes and stuff. For me, it's just a way to get around like the idea of what a man or a woman should be, and just lets me kind of do my own thing. He's so the future. We're all going to be aliens, little genderless aliens with giant heads. And this is just one step. I was going to say the exact same thing. <laughs> uh, but listen, man, you know what? You're like the first person who's like openly claiming non-binary that wasn't slightly annoying. Thanks. Yeah. You're really funny. Because instead of like me hearing that and going, oh, you just need extra attention because you just whatever... You were just talented, so I'm like, Thanks. fine. What do your parents... Re- <laughs> Say it. What do your parents think about all this in real life? Like, what do they really think? Does your dad really call you a faggot? No, no. Uh, they're, actually, they're, they're very cool with it. They, they're very confused, but they, they're, they're very... Uh, yeah, they live in Knoxville, it. Tennessee. They're confused yeah. as shit. We don't even really know what all this means still. They, they don't live in Knoxville. <laughs> they live in Kingsport, Tennessee, even smaller. So. Oh, my God. Yeah. Whoa. How small is that? <laughs> uh, it's, it's like 40,000 people. Is that one of those places you see on the Discovery Channel where they catch catfish with their hands? <laughs> you ever uh, see where they go dads. noodling? Crawdads. No, they go catch noodling. No, 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 no. They, 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 get, they get in the water up to their neck. There's TV shows about it. They're amazing. Sure, I'm sure. They get in these, these like, wa- like muddy water. You can't see shit. Up to your neck. And you reach your hand in. And these holes where these catfish live. And you grab the catfish <laughs> and let it bite your arm. And then you pull him out. That's where his parents live. <laughs> Are you doing that? You're not even doing that here, right? There's big catfish out there. What do your parents do for work? Uh, my dad, he's uh, worked at this big chemical plant. The whole reason the town is there. My mom is a physician's assistant. Wow. Medical. Oh, Jeez. so they're this is like, smart people. They're yeah. intelligent people. Yeah. I think it's super brave that you just say it, you know? And then it's, it's not even... You're not pandering at all. You're just being whoever you are, and you're fucking hilarious. That's what Thank the world needs, a, a person who can express themselves just genuinely, where it doesn't even remotely feel performative. Thank you. But then your comedy's really good. So, dude, yeah. kudos. Or whatever you want me to call you. <laughs> I'll go with whatever. If you're that funny, I'll call you a they. It's, hey, it, they. It is great. Hey, okay. Whatever yeah, you want, man. 
I've always hoped that there was more male comics that would talk it's not about necessarily being necessarily male. You shut the fuck up. All right, right. I go. I'll just. I'm just gonna. Bro, check your privilege, you piece of <laughs> shit. <laughs> I'm so tired of these cis male assholes with cowboy hats <laughs> talking shit to my non-binary friends. I mean, stop, man. Just fucking do better. Live your truth. You need to live your truth. I do believe you're cancel-proof after saying that. I think you could pretty much do any... I think you could shoot everybody in the theater. Oh, yeah, you could kill us all and blame it on your dad. And they would go, here's money, too. What else do you want? You want to move to Mexico? You have any special skills or talents or anything like that? Anything... uh, You good at anything other than stand-up comedy? Uh, Well, I... I, uh, No, I don't think so. Uh, Well, listen, you're really good at stand-up comedy, so fuck everything else. How long are you in town for? Uh, I'm living here uh, for for right now, yeah. I'd like to invite you to the Vulcan on Thursday if you... Wow, look at that. Lucas McCrary just got a spot at Vulcan. Congratulations, Lucas. And and, uh, a great set. Congratulations to you. We hope you'll sign up again at uh, one of the upcoming shows here in Austin, Texas. Uh, Well, I got one coming up at Santa Cruz Theater May 1st. Be on the lookout. Thank you. There you go. All right. There it is. Lucas McCrary, everybody, with a sweet, sweet plug. Thank you. Follow him on social media, LucasWMC. Hey, look who it is. It's Kaylee from the Yellow Rose and the Red Rose.